Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, in the upper square, there it's Electomy. He goes by the name of Cobb. He's somewhere in Austin. Cobb, what's going on? Bang, bang. What's up? G'd up from the feet up. I'm ready to rock and roll, boys. Now that we're past 300, I feel like we're just West Coast, and I love it. <laughs> all right, back there, down there in the bottom squares, we still are on Zoom, getting the studio all set up. Matt Connor, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. Great to see you. <laughs> uh, given our previous uh, podcast, I should mention the, uh, the Live Tour is in uh, Portland this weekend coming up. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see that, that crazy DeChambeau drive? I, you know what, man? Like, I would almost go down there to check it out, but it's just, it's 4th of July weekend. There's just too much stuff going on. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. It is. Uh, you guys missed the hot weather last weekend. Summer was here for a weekend. To <laughs> 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 say, uh, I got some good sun. Well, between that and Virginia, I've got some good sun the last couple of weeks. So, right, Saturday, Sounders game, whatever. I'll leave that one alone. Noon kickoff got away from me. But uh, Sunday, man, I mean, I'm hurting. I barely slept because it's, like, hot in here. Show up to Pub League, and I'm like, tell me we're only playing a game. And they're like, yeah, one of the teams doesn't have enough players. We're just going to play, like, one giant game. And I was like, all right, awesome. And then uh, – yeah, it was just funny. Like when we're playing soccer, I'm just out there sweating, keep applying sunscreen. I'm like, this is too hot, right? So then afterwards, get a couple beers. Uh, I do have to give a shout out. We grabbed some tacos. Have you guys been to Red Star in Fremont? Yep. Love no. it. No, never been. Holy so shit. Yeah. That honestly, Cobb, like uh, we've been there. Tacos Chukis is probably my number one taco in Seattle. But the carnitas taco at uh, Red Star is top notch. Like I even told the guy, I go, man, this is the first time I've been in here. This might be the best taco in Seattle. It, it's that good. Ted, do you really want to do this? I'm in the breakfast cap, breakfast taco capital of the world. I'm eight miles or eight hours from the Mexican border. Like we don't, we don't need to do this, man. Well, I said the best taco in Seattle. Yeah, no, I've I have heard that place is good, and uh, I don't know. I used to live in Fremont, and uh, I love that little dumpling place, that little Russian spot. You know what I'm talking yep. about? Yeah, the dumplings are Pel- yeah. Pelmini or, Oh yeah, that's right. They changed it. Yeah. It's from Bellingham. Yeah. They changed it to yeah. the czar. Yeah. Uh, well, also red star just has different tacos. They had a shrimp taco with a lote on it. I got one of those. And then Joe got like a Philly cheesesteak taco. And I was like, God damn. Like they just have weird combinations. I don't know. It's just a cool spot. So go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, what else hits is what's that taco spot on lower queen Anne? Um, it's run by an Austin guy and they make really good queso and stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like sandwiched up against 99 kind of, um, is it a restaurant or like a taco joint? Yeah. It's like a restaurant kind of, but, um, Laredo's, uh, Oh, it might be Laredo's. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. Probably is. Uh, I'm looking it up. Yeah. Our mutual friend from Austin always talks about that place. 
Oh yeah, then it is Laredo's. Yeah, I love that spot. Yeah, because uh, Zach picks him up one day and brought over breakfast uh, tacos. That's we right. Like, Matt, yep. I think you were here. Football we were like, at your house. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Yeah, it is Laredo's. Yeah, those guys know what they're doing, too. That's probably one of my top top spots in Seattle. Just a good good vibe, good chill. You know, I like it. Yeah. So, all right. So, soccer's hot. We go to Red Star. But then uh, Joe and I, one of his coworkers, uh, lives aboard a boat on Lake Union. So, then it's like hot out. We go to his boat on Lake Union. And I just forgot how much fun summer is, right? Because now we're in the shade. There's a breeze. I have a couple beers. You know me. Eventually, I, I'm just like, well, I got on boxer briefs. I got to jump in the water. Yeah. Right? Just sitting there, like, shirt off, no shoes on, like, sitting on a boat. I was like, God damn, I miss summer. Like, these are the moments. hmm Definitely. That's why Matt moved to nine months of summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hot. it's hot right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet yeah. it's smoking down there. Yeah, Ted. Honestly, I will say, you know, I talk a lot of s about Seattle, but best summers on earth, like July, yeah. August, September. That's where you want to yeah. be. That's where I'm gonna be going back up with the girlfriend. And like, dude, it's just the thing is like when it's hot up there, it's still like the air is still crisp. You know, it still cools off at night. Like it's beautiful outside, and like I don't know, man. It just it honestly hits different in the Northwest. I gotta say, like a nice dip. When I was back a couple weeks ago, there was one nice day, and I was like. Ooh, like that's just something else. Yeah, and like the mountains out, Lake Union's jumping off. There's boats everywhere. I'm just like, I just, for my money, I just don't know in the continental U.S. if you're going to find a more beautiful spot for summertime than you can in Seattle. And you got everything, right? You can go over to the Sound if you want to be in the salt water. There's Lake Union. Lake Washington's much bigger and this and that. I mean, Lake Union's just cool. You're literally like downtown in a lake hanging out. And like, yeah. I didn't realize how big that one little beach park got over by like uh, Art Mabel 21. Like, we oh, drove yeah, by, yeah, we drove by there, man. It was, I mean, just packed in like, you know how it is. The first warm weekend. I'm getting fired up just thinking about it, man. Like the girls are out they're wearing less. I'm like, I don't know if there's more hot women. You can just see the skin. But I was just like, I've seen more beautiful women on Sunday than I think I've ever seen in the city. Yeah, I mean. Honestly, that's my reality every day down here, but I hear what you're saying. Like it, it, Seattle, it just, it just hits different. And also I feel like one of the key things is because it's like bottled up all year, like that energy just explodes upon the city for like those two months. Like that's why I love in Seattle. It's like there's 10 events every weekend for eight weeks. You know, like you always say it, you're always like in April, you're always like, God, man, I don't don't know what I'm going to do. My whole summer's booked up except for one weekend. You know, like in April. So like it just I mean, you know, yeah, when when summer turns on, it turns on up there. But it's always a little later than you you wish it would be and a little shorter. But nonetheless, amazing. I'm it with is, you. But I think part of it, and I didn't realize until I moved here, it's just the sun worship. Right. It's like DC, yes. Baltimore, like springs are usually hot or warm. Summer's so hot. So you're just kind of used to it being summer for that long. But out here, when the sun finally comes out, it's like, holy crap, it is sun worship. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we hit 65 and everybody was in T-shirts and shorts. Yeah, people were losing their minds. I know. It, and it's it's been a long gray winter up there from what I hear. And I think that's just part of how things kind of are shifting. It's like towards longer, wetter winters and hotter summers. I think you may have been the one to tell me that. So, you know, I don't know. But God, just when it happens and you're right, like 
Seattle is not known for its women. Let's be real. But God, like when you haven't like just laid eyes on a visual feast of like a woman in a bikini in nine months, like I'm sorry, but like even like even like the weird tattooed barista starts to look good. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Don't laugh at me, boys. I know you both know what I'm talking about. You know, some hot tattooed baristas, dude. Yeah. 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 There's also some smoke shows. When you said weird, I was like, we must have different like groups of baristas that we follow or friends. Yeah. No, there's some smoke shows. I meant kind of like, you know, the alternative look, which I'm definitely into. I think every every Seattle male is into. But, you know, I'm just saying, not your traditional. It's. I honestly, though, I. And I, Matt, I can't remember if it was me and you last year. Like, I don't, I, or if one of you guys disagrees with me on this, but like, I, I don't know. Somehow people like eat, like for like me, right? It's not like I got some great beach body, but like I, when it's summer, it's like, yeah, take a shirt off. Like, who gives a crap? And like, even if a girl isn't like super ripped or whatever, like she's still in a bikini, I'm still attracted to her. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I think people just yeah. look better in the summer somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, they might. I mean, that could be like a biological thing, like in the spring, you know. Also, people look healthier when they're getting vitamin D. Yeah, for sure. I just, I, I was just blown away. And then also, I just, I, I don't know. I was thinking, my, I always love the fall, but yeah, just sitting there after I got out of the lake and played soccer, and I was just like, now, granted, I'm limping around. <laughs> I was just like, ah, I feel like a summer bro now, man. We're back. And like yeah. where we were, there's like rental boats coming in and out. There was one boat with a bunch of hotties on it. Every time they came by, we're just uh, like, what's up? And they're like, what's going on? And everybody <laughs> was partying. I mean, there was one like pontoon boat. It was just three dudes. And it just looked like a tiki bar. They had like oh, a tiki awesome. bar on the boat. And they were just like cruising along. And I was <laughs> like, man, I know they want women on that boat, but I was like, I, I bet if we were like, hey, I'm swimming over with a 12-er, like, they let us on the tiki bar. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I, uh, only one time, like, this this kind of stuff never happens to me, but I last summer I lived in Eastlake. I better talked about this on the cast, and I went out. There's a really good park there to swim. You can swim out and jump off these cool uh, pylons, and uh, it's a pretty secret park. There's not a lot of people there. I swim out. And one of those hot tub boats is going by. And I swear to God, Ted, four women, one dude. And they pull up to where I was like jumping off this pylon. And they're like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, nothing, just going for a swim. And they're like, get in. I was like, okay. And so I got on and it was awesome. Like it was everything you would hope it could be. It's, you know, three women in bikinis, one in kind of like a, one of those like sundress things we're in the hot tub. Like I'm just thriving. Like, of course I just turn it on. And like, it was so fun. Like, you know, uh, who knows what happened to them, but like, it just, it was like the stuff of dreams. And I, I want to believe that it was just cause I was just pumping out like a great energy that day. Like it was honestly, they watched me swim out and I feel like it was in the way I swam. Ted, is that crazy? Well, no, I mean, you swam in college, you're a strong swimmer. Good look like I was like, Right. And they're probably like, we need another dude on this boat. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But seriously, though, that was like the dream scenario. And I just I still can't believe it happened to me. You know. <laughs> I still love the one year after solstice when I was living in Belltown. We're in our pool in my pool, in my building. So Cobb and I don't know each other that well yet. And I'm like, dude, let's race in the pool. And he's like, OK. Then I'm like, 
let's try this way. And then finally you're like, you do know I was a swimmer in college. I was like, I, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> like I just like swimming, thought I was good at it. Dude, I've been shocked over the years how many people hear that and try it and won't really want to race me. And it's just like, okay, like I spent like years of my life perfecting just getting fast in water. Like, I don't know, it's just funny. But I'm yeah, so blown away that like people they're always shocked. And I'm like, well, you guys know me well enough. Like, if it's warm out and I'm near a body of water, like I'm gonna get in. Yeah, that's my attitude too, for sure. Yeah, I'm always shocked. You're like, can't believe you actually jumped in. I'm like, why not? It's 90 freaking degrees out. Like there's a ladder. There's this giant lake. Like, let's get in and mix it up. And like, I mean, Matt, I've hung out with you enough at your house, like on the boat and everything. It's like, I'm always in the water. Oh, yeah. You know, honestly, I feel like that's one thing that kind of brings the three of us together as friends is like, Ted, I feel like, you know, a lot of people like are kind of like really risk averse, whatever. I feel like you drive with like the stick forward. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, all right, like, let's y- your default answer is like, yes. And like, it's a lot of uh, what's the right word? Like enthusiasm and energy and not so much like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm a little worried about whatever. It's like, no, let's just like grip and rip it. And I feel like uh, that's something that binds all three of us together. Like, Matt, you definitely are like that. I don't know. It's kind of like a skydiver type energy. You know, it's just like, let's just see what happens. But I'm always saying that because Matt looks like a skydiver that lives in my hallway right now. Um, like similar, similar vibe, but just, you know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine a scenario where the three of us are on a sunny dock and we don't jump in. Right. I mean, look, if you go to our Twitter, it's still a picture of the three of us on one jet ski. Three guys, one jet ski. Love it. And speaking of that, that that's something I was going to bring up is during pub league, uh, like this one dude shows up, I think he's with one of the women in the league or whatever. He's got a whole cooler full of like, like I brought my water bottle, but like within like, you know, 10 minutes, like the water inside my water bottle is warm. So he's got a cooler and he's like, Hey man, I brought like watermelon. I got ice cold water. And he's like, does anybody want any? And I'm like, for real? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So like I'm chugging ice cold waters, eating watermelon. I think I had like a string cheese, but it was only me and one other guy. Like nobody would accept his offer. And I'm like, what is that? Like he's, he's honestly, he brought it for us. Whoa. I feel honestly, dude, God, we could go deep into this, but okay. I feel like in the same way that a lot of the, the, the underlying theology, I guess I would say of the United States is like that puritanical sort of like, uh, for lack of a better word, like aesthetic, that puritanical bent, you know, I feel like in the Northwest, there's very much like God, you notice it in subtle ways, but like, okay, so a lot of the people who settle the Northwest, obviously like Norwegian, Swedish, uh, Finnish, and uh, there's like a, almost like a, you you need to like stand on your own two feet type mentality. Like you don't want to borrow from somebody else because you you need to like make sure that you're self-sufficient. And I feel like that's part of like those cultures, but also like moving to the frontier of like, you know, like lumber town and like, um, you know, kind of surviving on sort of the hard scrabble life out there. There's a, there's a real self-sufficiency aesthetic is not the right word, but like a uh, mentality that I guess growing up in the Northwest, I just, I've always felt that like I, people are like, you know, they don't like to borrow stuff from other people and whatever. And I don't know where that comes from, but it's the same type of thing as that, like puritanical base of the U S it's really bizarre, but it just is what it is. Like I'm always reticent to like, you know, borrow something or need gear from someone or whatever. Cause I'm just like, no, 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 we got it. Like we're good. And I feel like that's just a Seattle thing. I don't know why I don't really know. I, you know, I can't put it into words, but 
uh, at least one person who's listening will be like, dude, I know what he's talking about. Like I never, I never borrow tents from people or whatever. I don't know, man. It's just one of those weird things. I mean, I don't think you're wrong, but I don't think it's that deep. I think people are just weird about like, I don't know, just being the first one to be like, oh yeah. Like if you're offering, I'll take it. And like, I feel like people just get like, I don't know. I don't know if it's confidence or that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's like, you're saying like the three of us are just like, yeah, jump in the water. Somebody's going to offer you a ice cold water bottle and watermelon. Like, okay, take it. You don't have to yeah. feel bad about it or be like, well, I don't know. I, I couldn't. It's like, why not? That's what I'm saying. It was four women in a hot tub boat. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. It's like when you're like, let's say the three of us go out for wings. There's one, one wing left, right? Like one of the three of us would be like, yeah, I'll eat it. But I know yeah. so many people where it's like, dude, you only had one wing. I know you're hungry. Take it. No, I can't have the last one. Like who gives a shit? <laughs> that is honestly, you know, one thing I've noticed, like, so I have a lot of uh, Irish friends and my business partners is Irish. And uh, one thing that sort of carries across those families, like, I don't know about you guys, but let's say there was like pie or cake or something out on the table at home, you know, somebody's birthday, whatever. And like, there's like one slice left, like people will slice off slices of the last slice, like never actually finishing it off. Just like infinitely. Does that happen with you guys? Oh, all the time. Because they're always like, can't take the last piece or whatever, right? You see it with pizza too. It's like, all right, well, if nobody wants it, like I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kind of just, I'll go for it without even saying anything. Like, (laughs) you know, and particularly with the family, like I've I've gotten, I've been called out for it. Like wow. that's just finishing everything. And I'm like, well, put are we not having a good time here? Like, I was just it's good. Great job. Like, but uh yeah, I mean, I always think it's a you know, just just something where like, yeah, someone made this, it's meant to be enjoyed. I'll go ahead and enjoy it. And uh yeah, but I try and you know, I gotta like, I don't know, there's just it's like let me take that bean, one for you, Mitch. Green bean casserole. <laughs> French onion dip, like things like that. I was just always a little, you know, I'd, I'd get a little ramped up for and on Thanksgiving and Easter, it was just like game on and watch Matt with those things. <laughs> Sharp elbows. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, like, I've seen it at Meltdown before, like with our buddy little bounty, right? He's like cooking a bunch of food. Like, granted, he initially, I think he was cooking it just for like his part of the camp. And then he's like, I got a bunch of extras. Does anybody want anything? And like, we were like, no, no. I'm always like, uh yeah, man. I'm like, I could definitely use a breakfast sandwich. Like two. Right? Like, I'll come over and eat. Uh, that's awesome. Uh speaking of foods, oh, I got a good story from today. I don't know what's going on in Seattle. You see a lot of uh what I would generally describe as like heroin people. But today I was walking to work and I'm going by the uh one of the hospitals on First Hill, which by the way. Is it me or is there always like strange people hanging around hospitals? Well, there's a wait. You mean hospitals like across the country? Because there is a, a two uh, three housing projects right there, like uh, for like no income housing. I, yeah, I just have a theory if I'm near like a hospital and I hate to say this, but a military base, like there's some questionable people. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, oh man, that's just a deep. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Ultimately. So I'm walking up the street and I see this person kind of walking gingerly. And I'm like, this woman, and I'm like, why? Like, she doesn't look from far away. She kind of looks somewhat normal, but she's wearing white socks. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, 
I wouldn't just be walking up this street without shoes on. Like there's construction going on, this and that. So as I get closer, she turns around and I could see she's just drinking a bottle of red wine, like just on the street, socks, no shoes. And then I walk by her and she goes, you want to fill me up? And I just, I just ignore it. And she goes, come on, big guy. I'm ready for it. I'm just like, oh, my God. I mean, this is like 1115 in the morning. I'm like, Jesus. Come on, daddy. Come on, big guy. I'm ready for it. And like, I start laughing, but I'm like, I was like, I'm not going to turn around. Like, I don't, I don't want to smile at this person. I'm just like, what? Right? Like, what is going on? Now, first of all, thank you for the offer. I, you know, I declined. Like... <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Not the best look. Like I saw, uh, saw some random dude feeling up a homeless lady. Drinking. Is that Ted from the men's room? Yeah. <laughs> he, he seemed to, he seemed to be enjoying himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seattle does, you know, recently it's gotten a kind of a raw, the, the homeless people there are like, really like they're homeless for real, you know? Like, it's not, it's not like a in-between kind of like, oh yeah, this guy seems like down on his luck. I mean, it's like, it, it, it's raw. And I don't, I don't know where that came from or really what we can do about it. Um, it's a really complex issue, but you also have like hilarious situations like that. Like, okay, I, I got to tell my one homeless story that I don't know if this is like insensitive or whatever. It just, it, it same with that thing, like somebody feeling you, but just wilded me out. So I go, I'm walking home from work at Pike Place Market and I take a right down an alley. And it's an alley that, you know, usually like it's a pretty torn up alley. And I see a guy has another guy up against the wall. And I'm like, what? Like, is this guy getting held up or whatever? So I was like, I'm just going to walk like, you know, kind of close by and see what's going on. And one guy is like three inches from the other guy's face. And both of their bodies seem like really tense. And I was like, dude, is this guy like what? And then I look and he's holding something near this guy's neck. And I'm like, is he about to knife him in the neck? And then I realize that they're friends. And one guy is injecting heroin into the other guy's neck. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, man, like, I mean, I've seen a lot, but you know, I grew up on the East side. Like that is wild. Like you're taking heroin just straight to the jugular. Like Jesus Christ, dude, that's raw. That's just raw. <laughs> and I remember like that shook me. Like I've seen a lot of crazy homeless ass. That shook me. The best one I had when I lived in Belltown, I'm walking uh <laughs> for a while. I was doing like hot yoga with a buddy. So I'm walking over to do hot yoga, and there's this dude just on the ground, right? He's just out. But I'm kind of used to seeing people like with heroin just kind of laying on the ground. So I don't think nothing of it. Go do my yoga, come back by, and there's like an ambulance. Like he's in trouble. And I'm like, damn it. So like two days later, I'm walking home. There's another guy on the ground. And I started to walk by and, the, and I go, wait a minute, you better check on him. So I walk over and nudge him with my foot and he doesn't miss a beat. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, All right. A <laughs> <laughs> little angel on your shoulder. <laughs> the one guy I didn't nudge needed help. Of course, the other guy was like 90% of him on my path. Like, I mean, he was so mad. And I was like, I, I just trying to make sure you weren't dead, dude. Like, my bad. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that's funny. I feel like that's that happens a lot. Like, you try to help and it just bites the hand that feeds. But 
God, man. I know you, you can't help but feel empathy for those people in those situations. And I, I don't know what to do about it. It's a tough problem. It's sad, but it also oftentimes, you know, I think it's okay also like to like, there's some hilarity sometimes in situations that pop up from that, that you're just like, God, that is like one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. You know, I mean, that doesn't, doesn't, get rid of it being being sad but sometimes you gotta laugh to keep from crying and I'll, honestly also i'll just say it homeless people do crazy shit sometimes you know and it's yeah. like wow like that was wild yeah i mean there was a guy a couple months ago like i'm walking to my corner store it's like a saturday morning or whatever mm-hmm. and i walk by and he's got a massive stick and he keeps jumping in front of traffic and he's like waving the stick and everything people are scared Right. But I don't know what it is with me. I'm just like, well, this is the way I got to walk home. I'll walk by him. Right. So he's like banging it on the ground. He's hopping out of traffic. He's hopping back in. Again, people in the cars are shook. So I walk by. I was go, what's up, brother? And he's like, oh, how you doing, man? No, I'm all right. Just kind of hanging out. I mean, it's like, it's like <laughs> and then as I turn the corner, he's back in the street. I wanted to be like, brother, what, what, what happened there? Like you have, you have your head about you somewhat, but you didn't <sighs> mind talking to me like a human, but why are we screaming at these cars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you just, God, you never know. All right. Before we break real quick and just your opinion, I bring it up every year. Fourth of July. Do you go, I mean, Cobb, you're in the land of good barbecue. So I'm sure everybody in Texas still does a brisket, but I still feel like fourth of July, you go classic, hamburgers hot dogs that kind of stuff burks 100 burks yeah burks and dogs i dude, feel like i'm going dogs this year are you i've got dude i've eaten like 10 times the amount of burgers since i moved here than i did in the last like three years of living in seattle combined whoa i don't know what got into me what's, but i've just been what's on going burger on? i just love burgers they're so damn good we got in and out and then there's other places, but I just like I go to places and I'm like, I'm going to get that burger there. And are you are you mixing it up? Like, are we doing like chicken burgers and bean burgers, veggie burgers, like cooking stuff at home? Or is this like, oh, I grill I grill them at home, too, but mostly bacon cheeseburgers. Um, we have some truffle truffle mayo down here that I've been using um, when I make them here. But yeah, it's uh, I, I've got my more than my fix of burgers. And I still love dogs. And Fourth of July is just like going to be an awesome opportunity for it. Yeah, and Cobb, I'm with you. Like I love hamburgers. Like how about a turkey burger? Sure. How about a Impossible Burger? Sure. Like black bean burger? Like sure. The only one I just don't want to eat a giant portobello mushroom burger. But other than that, uh-huh. like I'm in. Like whatever the burger is, in. I like the ones with the onion rings and the barbecue sauce. They're so good. <laughs> Red Robin had this one. That came say, with... Are we talking about the Whiskey River? <laughs> no, no, no. This is di- they had a special one that you could dip in their fondue sauce, their cheese fondue. And it was like a bacon one that you would dip into the cheese. And it was oh. just like, I must have had six of those. I don't even remember. <laughs> it was just kind of a blur back there. That sounds bomb. <laughs> I will tell everybody this for 4th of July. Do do your burgers however you do them. Just choose your buns wisely. There's a lot of good options these days. I, I am very partial to the brioche, but uh and you know, the bun can make a world of difference when you're when you're standing up by a fire and hanging out with people eating a burger. Yeah, that's true, man. I'll, I'll vouch for brioche. Yeah. 
Honestly, the quality of the meat too needs to be said. <laughs> yeah, it does. I think I'm just saying, like, I know a lot of people that like they worry about burgers. I'm like, we just get like a plain over plain old hamburger bun. But you spent all this time getting a good burger. Let's upgrade the bun a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Spend the extra two dollars and make all your guests, you know, really pumped. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Well, let's take a break here and then uh, we'll be back with some emails. What's Matt in the cop topic? All right. Welcome back. As always, thanks to our sponsors. Uh, Cobb, I know we got some emails, man. Let's get into them. Yeah. Also, uh, we were just off cast. We were talking about our our work plans for the summer. And I, I did want to just announce that like this week is the final week of my coding class. Very pumped. So nice. learned full stack web engineering or like a uh, computer engineering for a, uh, you know, front end and back end. It's pretty cool. Wow. So anyway, just proud of myself, learned that and how yeah. to ski this year. So just wanted to pump myself up on the cast, you know, that's awesome, right. dude. At some point at meltdown, like during the day, like on the river, we, you got to take an hour. Cause I know you at a coding class, I know I, I'm not positive what it means. That's cool, man. It's not that important, but I, I give me I'm five minutes, like, five minutes and I can explain it to you. All right. Five, 15 minutes. Like when we're sitting there, like, just, just break it down for me. I feel bad. I have so many friends that do stuff like that. I'm always like, I don't know, man, they do computer stuff. It's just the, the computer codes, man. Computer codes. <laughs> well, coming to take our with, jobs. Right. I run around with a lot of friends that have very distinct jobs. It's like, right. Like I work on the radio, Tanner and Brad work on the radio. Joe's a lawyer. Matt's a personal trainer. And then it's like, I don't know, man. Jesse's doing computer stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> presses buttons into that little computer thing. And money comes out at some point. <laughs> All right. Um, best swimming areas you can drink at. Hi, Cobb. Greetings to you and the greatest podcast in all the land. All the, all land. the land. Myself and a couple of friends are heading down to Austin for a bachelor party pretty soon. And I'm curious if you could provide insight on the best swimming spots you can drink at. Barton Springs pops up on a lot of lists, but the alcohol policy seems not great for what we're looking for. Could be completely wrong, though. Any help on this would be greatly appreciated. LARP on. Jeremy, you came to the right guy on the right podcast. So <laughs> I live about a mile from Barton Springs, and there's a distinct. Oh, what? There, okay. There is a. Uh, what's the right word? There is a philosophical and physical line. At Barton Springs. So on one side, there is a fenced off area that you can pay to go into. It's like $3 and it's a natural aquifer. It bubbles up from the ground. Da, 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 da. Everything you've learned, you've read online. It's amazing. But on the other side of that fence, all of that natural spring water has to go somewhere and it flows out into the river at the spot where it flows into the river. All the people who like all of the outlaws gather. And this is like, Topless women, a lot of tattoos, usually a DJ or a band will be there on like a Saturday or a Sunday. And there are no rules. This is like not even city park. Um, there will probably be, I would say, 200 people there on a good day, 200 to 400 people there. And it's rowdy. It's awesome. It's literally next door to Barton Springs, just downstream. You, you can park in the same parking lot and just walk over there. Super cool. There's usually a band or a DJ. You can rent kayaks right there or paddle boards and paddle down. And there's a giant, if you paddle down about um, 200 yards from there, there's a giant floating island that I call Whore Island. And what it is, is it is 400. I would, I, I don't want to overhype you. So I would, I'll, I'll, I'll say 200, but oftentimes as many as 400 
college girls and guys and people my age, you know, from from 18 to 40 out there just partying on paddle boards and kayaks. And it's only about five feet deep. So you can stand on the bottom and it is right at the intersection of Town Lake or Ladybird Lake and Barton Creek. And so you go there. Oftentimes people will roll like a or slide like a pontoon boat out there with a DJ on it and speakers like it's sick on a Saturday. You take your boys out there and you will be a hero. So either of those two spots, they're both connected by water. So you can go to both. Um, but yeah, that's, that's your move. And uh, yeah, hit me up. I might join you for like an hour. Okay. I would also just say whenever you're going to a state park or whatever, they're always going to have rules. Just be smart about what you're doing. Oh, right? it's not a state park. This is like some weird unincorporated city yeah. land. I know. I'm just saying he was asking about, swimming holes and this and that i'm saying like i've been to plenty of lakes in this state where it's like you no, know, like i've seen cops checking people rolling in coolers but like maybe if you're smart and have a backpack and red cuffs you can kind of get around some stuff i would describe this area as lawless i see i, I mean even weed is like illegal here and people are just chief and tough but uh <laughs> yeah highly recommend i honestly oh god i I mean, there's some goddesses out there. I'm just there are topless goddesses out there. It, it, that's my girlfriend's words. She was like, wow, that girl is a goddess. Okay. Uh, anyway, I hope that helps. And uh, <laughs> I think you nailed it, Cobb. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, if you don't want to see college girls topless, probably don't listen to me. <laughs> no, actually, it is. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, listening since about episode 85, two words, big rotisserie since hearing about big rotisserie i've been making jokes about big everything my brother-in-law works for an lgbtq plus nonprofit. i keep asking him what it's like to work for big gay larp on <laughs> that's awesome matt carried away in that's hilarious uh yeah i i love just yeah calling out big industries whether they exist or not um and yeah i mean uh Rotisserie chickens, like I said, uh, that war is over for me, but that was a lot of fun for sure. That was a fun era, a fun chapter. But, you know, I, I I live amongst everybody during the day now and have no problem procuring rotisserie chickens as needed. Yeah, that's right. like I forgot you're a night walker. I use big all the time now. for, And it's always funny when you drop it in. Like, I'm trying to think, like, the last time I used it, it was just something stupid. Let's like, say it was about burgers. I'm like, that's what Big Burger wants you to think, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. I made the mistake of one time being like, I'm not really into that many conspiracies. And like three people at the table were like, bro. And I'm like, okay. I mean, some, you know, <laughs> it's this podcast has made me more conspiratorial. <laughs> oh, don't put that on the podcast. That said you're influenced. <laughs> yeah, maybe I make you guys more conspiratorial. That's what I meant. Yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, it, it's possible you know, for you to think that they're after you and to be right. Like they could also be after you. Um, all right. Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land, all the land, all the land. episode 300, man. I've been listening for a while now, long enough to remember Matt's beef with big rotisserie and Cobb being a reality star. <laughs> oh yeah. Nice. Uh, the podcast has gotten me through some, shit. whether it's taking inspiration from that dude who wanted to lose weight. So you could get some, uh, in the gorge Portageon. Or admiring, <laughs> or admiring all you guys uh, drive to be better. Hell, I'm healthier now because of Matt's uh, pandemic era workout routine and online nutrition course. Ted, thanks for putting this thing together and bringing these dudes into our lives. 
Cheers. Clay, the gimp. P.S. Matt, you heard the new Lamb of God yet? Clean verse from Randy. Yeah, bitching. Love it. Can't <laughs> wait for the record. I will say, in Pain in the Grass, the one year we had Lamb of God there, and he like hurt his leg, and then the rest of the show, that might be one of the better performances I've seen. And that was like during the day. Yeah. Uh, they're they're awesome. I think that was that was the year that I got to meet him backstage and tell him thank you for introducing me to non-alcoholic beer, and that was pretty awesome. And then I I brought him some coffee, so it was a fun like yeah. Randy Randy's book uh, Darkest Days was was an awesome one that I read um, in the summer. I remember I read like a, I was living in Fremont. I read a lot of that book at Gasworks Park. Fun fact, highly recommend. 300 plus boys to the longest running podcast in all the land, all the land. land. Wow, boys. Way to go. It's been two and a half years coming, but you did it. 300. It's been a ride. (laughs) I started listening. (laughs) Nice, dude. I started listening around May 2014. Holy, we were we were doing this back then, dude. That's crazy, boys. God, think about how much dumb like stuff we were saying back then that like had nothing to do with the reality of the future. Like imagine if we had made some predictions back then, like every one of them would have been drastically wrong. Oh, okay. Uh, I started listening around May, 2014 after y'all had just switched to a new distributing service for the cast. So I've only ever been able to listen back as far as two months prior around episode 80. You guys have been a constant companion throughout my work week. And in addition to the men's room and a few others add up to a regular 30 hours of casts a week. Here's some of my favorite highlights. Uh, You may have forgot or intentionally forgot. Uh. Oh, dude, these are good. (laughs) Uh, Bollywood Ted uh, and the line of Ted action figures exemplifying his personal growth. (laughs) Dude, I weirdly was just thinking about the Bollywood Smith thing the other day. Oh, I know. I still text that guy. He's the only billionaire I know. I hit him every year on his birthday. Nice. Uh, MC DP and the proper way to take a selfie. I forgot about that. Uh, The no self-love competition. That seems like something we did. I don't know who won. I actually I lost. Even, uh, I remember. I remember the girl that made me lose at the gym. <laughs> I remember like like 18 days in and like that is enough. She was doing glute bridges. <laughs> Matt, you're such a savage, dude. Like dude, in a good like, way, but like, god damn, dude. You're, like just imagine you're at the gym and you're just like, uh, like I gotta catch a beat to this girl in the silver shorts. <laughs> like that's that's why i just keep myself under control now it's just like don't don't let a backlog develop (laughs) animal i'm already enough apparently god dude dude do you ever take a break and then uh catch a beat and you're like that's my face it's kind of shocked at the distance like oh seminal volume that's what shocks me seminal volume (laughs) <laughs> yep. all of a sudden i'm katie perry it's like a firework <laughs> uh nice uh the rotating cast of guests in the start when matt and Cobb couldn't make it in uh the tea girl how to pick up chicks on a dating app uh racial riots in maryland uh that was three episodes and well a downer a great discussion uh matt and the bikini baristas oh god yeah wow 
the annual sad cast. You're the hustle diligence back to basics. Nice. Those were us, dude. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we get in a bad, sad cast this year. Like, I feel like we kind of towed around in the winter. I don't think we had like a sad, sad cast this year. It, it wasn't as sad because we couldn't all pile on. Cause like I was in the sun. I feel like Matt's <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt's doing all right. I had you know, nothing. I had nothing boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Matt's relationship and then the return of Tyler and starting their own cast, uh, Cobb's TV adventure and the list could go on. Uh, love the cast always have. And it's been a blast to grow with you guys vicariously keep on and LARP on Scott, the friendly it guy, a men's room caller who miles and thrill always talk over for five minutes at the start of his big dummy attempt. <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty of that too, though. Like sometimes we'll start joking about something and, Thrill and I start firing back and forth. And then it's like, all right, like, stop talking so much, caller. People listen to the men's room. The other problem with Big Dummy is sometimes, like, Miles and I don't know what the questions are. So sometimes we get started and just making jokes. Like, we're just kind of effing off and having fun, too. Yeah, you got to have fun at your work. Uh, To the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. land. Just want to write, write, uh, one for the or right in on the Cobb topic and just say that I've been listening since the beginning and I can't think of a single moment that stands out, but you guys <laughs> nice. Cool. Um, <laughs> but you guys have helped me through going back to school and motivated me to keep going and got my engineering degree year of the hustle too. nice, which I'm now using as an engineer. All in all, you guys truly have the best podcast in all the land. All the, all the land. You guys help a ton of people stay sane weekly, and we all thank you for putting out this free, all caps content for us. First time writing in, but listening since the beginning. John, uh, uh, I don't want to mess this up. Osowski, dude, I, that's crazy to me. Been listening since the beginning. First time writing in it was episode three hundred, like twelve years, ten years later. We still got those. Wow, nice, nice. dude. I, see, like, I like that because like. Sleeper cells, dude. Sleeper cells. Dude. That's what m- most people are. Like podcasts are a little different, but generally, like in radio, like it's only like ten percent of the people that'll ever call in or send an email. So, like, I like hearing those people. Like, it makes you feel better. Like, all right, those people are still out there. They just waited to email in, dude. That guy's like a, a cicada. Like those things that just live in the ground for like twelve years and then like emerge. You know, like that's that's splinter cell level right there. Think about, Shout- dude. Think about that. Like, I mean, this is a. Not to like bring us down, but this is like a this is a niche interest group at this point <laughs> to listen for that long and never make a contact. That's wild. That's pretty awesome. And we we plug it every week and read emails every week. Um, yeah, yeah, I've asked fun. that person 300 times to email us. <laughs> <laughs> They're trust me. There's more of him than you think. I know. Dude. That's just dude. I told I told you about my my run in at Pike Place Market, right? Uh, dude, yeah, I mean, which one? Uh, uh, yeah, no, nah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I was just, I was going, I was going to work, and there's an elevator right by our shop, so I just got on the elevator. Guy and I are quiet, and I like said something. I was like, "Oh, nice sweatshirt." He's like, "Oh, thanks, man." Hey, LARP on. And I was like, "What?" Nice. <laughs> and it was like, "Cool, all right." And then we just walked, and we both like went our separate ways. Like, dude, okay. <laughs> it was so dude. random, dude. And it, like, I was like uh, just a cool character, and I was like, "Wow, that was crazy." Dude, first of all, all that Ted, those guys are it's because you're popular. So thank you for giving us like a, yeah, a for real. start with this thing. Um, 
But also, Cobb, you talked about that just reminded me of the time after we casted, we were getting dinner and the guy just heard us talking and he's like, Matt and Cobb, you guys sound like the two people on this podcast I listened to. And it's like, oh, my God, like he just recognizes by our voices. Like that was crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, guys, it's super late or early. So I apologize for the grammar errors in advance. Uh, what I've taken from the cast over Never the years is apologize for a grammar error when you email this podcast. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> I just I pretty much like edit as I go, you know, in my head. I'm like Gra- the Grammarly app. So I got you. I'll make you sound good. Um, uh, what I've taken from the cast over the years is just how to be a good person. Not that I wasn't before, but being brutally honest with myself, I don't get out much. Listening to you guys makes me uh, feel like I do. Cobb? You're extremely intelligent and just uh, make everything more joyful. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Matt, remember when you still worked overnights and I'd randomly text you and we'd uh, BS about growing weed and stuff? That was fun. Uh, This is from Albino Matt, by the way. Uh, And finally, Ted, uh, you're a kind soul and a role model for anybody. There's a lot of talk about toxic masculinity these days. Ted is the polar opposite. Ted is good masculinity. You treat people right, uh, but you... Uh, can also put an asshole in their place. Hell, you had a boxing fight at one point, for Christ's sake. In closing, I look up to you guys, and you haven't steered me wrong in seven years. I didn't start listening until 2015, and I credit you three and the men's room as well for teaching me how to not be such an introvert. Well, that turned kind of sappy uh, as a shameless attempt to change the subject. Cobb, what's up with Juicy J? Cheers, boys. You deserve it. Albino Matt. P.S. With the number of episodes technically being at 380 or so, you should have a meetup for the 400th and celebrate properly. <laughs> and what is Juicy J fighting again? I know he's still in Vegas training. I know Misha's fight. Misha Tate's fighting this weekend, and they used to train together out in Yakima. Dude, I don't know, but I made the mistake of looking up YouTube clips of Juicy J. Oh, my God, dude. He could rip my head off. Just straight up, that guy is savage. I'll oh, still yeah. talk S, but like, wow, those clips. I was like, okay, I, I, I did see one clip where a guy just murked him and it was like a one in a million miracle shot. And it was, I mean, he's just, he's fighting at a really high level. <laughs> Juicy J also Julian Arosa to his credit. Like I've seen him take a beating and win a fight in like the third round. Like and he comes at some weird angles too. Like he, some of his knockouts are pretty spectacular. So what you're saying is I don't have a chance. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, look, we all have one friend that has a chance, and it's Drew because he beat him a couple times. <laughs> yeah. By the way, hey, hey uh, Drew's fighting again, right? He is. He won his first fight. I got a. I sent him a birthday message the other day. He was like, "Thanks for a shout out on the podcast." So I was like, "Oh yeah, like we we always still talk about you, man." Yeah, yeah of course. He's yeah, he's he, yeah he's back in there fighting, and you know, Drew's good at it. Yeah, he is. Uh, I guess one of those guys who's like so nice that he almost seems like he'd be scary. You know, he's like too nice. Like you're like, yeah, this guy could rip my head off. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's a calm. Sorry. There's a calm that comes over like really good martial artists. I feel like. Oh, for sure. Because I used to always ask him that at cage for him. Like, how are you just so calm? Like walking around like most fighters are backstage kind of freaking out. He just, he had fought professionally for so long, but like he was just used to it. That's a different thing. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, 
fighting is obviously a different sport, but even like football players, right? Like look at the first half of the NFL season. Look at the, look at the rookies before a game and then look at, you know, a five-year pro. Like they're both intense, but there's a different way to amp it up. Yeah. And honestly with fighting too, you really got to conserve that energy. I mean, when you get into those five round fights, you know, those guys are pretty, they try to keep their heart rate down and stuff. I mean, it's all about conservation of energy. Yeah. And emotions, you gotta, you gotta control them. It's a, it's a massive part. Yeah, totally. Uh, all right. Well, let's check out with what's Matt. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Uh, before we get to what's Matt. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Check out with what's Matt. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Uh, before we get to what's Matt. Hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out with what's Matt. Uh, well, I had kids that last weekend uh, in town. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Matt. Easy. You know, so, so this this weekend I got back out to the golf courses, uh, and been playing pretty well. Um. I, you know, I don't. I almost don't even want to talk about my game because I don't want to jinx it. But I've also been, you know, practicing, so I think it pays off. I spent an hour with my wedge and then an hour putting back to back one day because I was just high, having fun, making up games. Like it wasn't like strenuous or anything. I was just it was awesome. So, um, been playing pretty well. And then uh, my dad was in town because my brother's gonna have a uh baby soon and so he's driving out to la but we played on saturday hole number one we both got birdies nice whoa that's, that's never happened before in all, all our years of playing together so that was pretty cool sent Did luke you beat a text. Him that? i beat him that day yeah. all right but yeah i beat him I beat, I, you know he beats me too it's we're we're relatively evenly matched and He's trending in the right direction too. You know, he 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 paid for me to go uh, through the Titleist Performance Institute and learn some cool stuff, and then I taught him the stuff that I know, and he unlocked some range of motion in his hips and his spine, and he's like, "Yeah, ripping it out there. It's awesome." So, um, yeah, it was, it's good to get out there. I got I got three consecutive rounds in the '80s, so pretty pumped about that. Um, and that same round, I had back to back birdies. Same. First time that's ever happened and first time I ever had three birdies in the same round. So, you know, just having fun out on the course, excited for uh, <laughs> we also went out to dinner. <laughs> I feel like such I don't know if I'm you guys are uncles already. This is my first time being an uncle. And I'm like Friday night, we all went out to dinner and then I ordered for dessert the the chocolate balloon. I don't know if you guys have seen those. They have like a scoop of ice cream and then like a big there's like room between it and the ice cream. So it's not like those chocolate shells you put on yourself, but it's this big chocolate shell circle over the like a big dome, like a snow globe over the scoop of ice cream. And then they pour like hot caramel sauce over it and it melts. It's unreal. Um, And so where was that? That sounds amazing. Yeah. This restaurant on El Paseo. Jesus. Yeah, it's it's El Paseo, dude. You you know you literally just like. you have a better life than Ted and I. I say it every time, so, but you you honestly do. It's, it was a it was great. Um, it was it was an awesome experience. But I I took a video and then I sent it to Luke and his wife, and I was like, 
we're cheersing your daughter. Like, and then the next day I sent Luke a picture of me and my dad, like, we just got matching birdies for your daughter. And I'm like, I don't know why, like, I'm just trying to be enthusiastic and supportive, but it's just like a video of an exciting dessert and a picture of us on a golf course. Like, this is all for you, dude. Congrats. It's all for you, bro. Your weekend. Right. Holy crap. That looks amazing. Yeah, it was it was bad. Oh, you found it? I just googled chocolate balloon dessert. Yeah, that's a that's a good thing to Google. Um, the place is called Mitch's on El Paseo. If you're ever down here in Palm Desert, um, yeah, uh, they're pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's that's most of it. I mean, it's just it's hot all the time. It like it's like a hundred degrees by nine a.m. some days. So you just kind of you know get out there and uh you know do what you can and <laughs> turn on the ac and yeah it's been yeah um you know i'm i'm earning living in here living here now like while seattle's getting the payoff i'm i'm paying the toll down here <laughs> i know by the time you get up here in a week or two you're gonna be like god it feels great up here yeah no i'm, I'm very excited to to come back to seattle a couple times in july for for some awesome stuff um but yeah making the most of June down here. All these golf courses are like 80% off right now. <laughs> it's insane. The greens fees, it's the best. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun to be had in June down here. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, chocolate balloon. All right. I'm going to have to find that at a steakhouse. All right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right. So I kind of jumped the gun on this one, but, uh, you know, I was saying I finished that full stack development course um, this week. And uh, I was just sort of thinking about like how they crammed so much information into our, so much information into our brains. Sorry, I got to sneeze in such a short time. You got it. You got it. No worries. Uh, It's like one of those ones that just won't Ah. quite happen. Ooh, all right, boys. Bless you. <sighs> okay. Uh, how they cram so much info into our brains in a short time. And I was kind of thinking it was like that scene in the Matrix where Neo is like, I know Kung Fu. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but they plug him into the Matrix and they upload all these, uh, you know, physical combat programs. Um, and yeah, they teach him how to, how to fight, but really fast with all these ancient techniques. So anyway, um, cop topic this week is, uh, if you could download a skill to your brain, like in the matrix, but you can only do it once. What skill would you like to master? Feel free to email us literally the word email at the podcast.com. If you've been listening for 380 episodes, throw it out, throw it out there. I could only do it once, but I could, could I keep it for life? You keep the skill. But you can only download one skill. So if you could download a skill to your brain, like in the Matrix, but you can only do it once, what skill would you like to master? Man, that's a tough question. Because first, my brain went to like some kind of skill, like to make money, like counting cards or something. Right. Or golf. Yeah. But then part of me is like, I don't know, maybe just playing the piano. Cause I feel like I could use that a lot more or like, I, I've always wanted to be able to actually play a musical instrument. I feel like I could get yeah. more Me too. out of that. I mean, I guess I could make a bunch of money and 
counting cards? That, that's a good question, man. That, that's a good one. Matt? I mean, I didn't know I could just say golf. I was thinking about what aspect of the game I would have to pick. You know, I was kind of torn between chipping and putting, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently. According to the book I'm reading, actually, it would be my approach shots. And I do leave a lot of strokes out uh, in my approach game out there on the course. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, the the ball striking of Will's out Taurus would be pretty bitching if I could just like have that. But even better, if it's the Matrix level, you know, iron play, sign me up. I mean, <laughs> you can I'll, I'll live will contact me shortly. <laughs> And uh, I'll be having a blast. That would be I, sick. To, one of my neighbors is a pro golfer down here, actually. Really? So like, if yeah, I he's like 22. If I pick basketball, does it make me more athletic? Like, could I dunk or could I just hit jumpers? Uh, you're just a master of the game, so it doesn't change your physical body. But like, maybe you'd be a great coach. I mean, if I have the skill, I mean, I would just go to courts and hustle people. <laughs> i love like as a great coach a great college coach in the u.s you can make what like five million in your contract you're like "Ah, i'd rather just hustle for 10 bucks down at the park (laughs) i'm just imagining me showing up to green lake every saturday around noon just being like all right what's the 40 year old short bald chubby dude and then i mean i'm just making it rain (laughs) who wants it who wants it anybody can get it it's gonna be you young man who wants it Right. <laughs> that's awesome dude i would love like a version of ted you know that guy the professor do you remember that guy from like the uh yeah, and one mixtape and one mixtape like yeah. ted's like professor era where he just has like eight years where he just hustles people with basketball for a living right like what happened to ted smith like well go to a court near you with the best runs and find out <laughs> dude yeah we were t- we were talking about ted smith action figures the professor edition would be limited edition white sweatband like you know like just cool outfit like big uh what do they call like uh, air force ones sick get up i don't know or, well you're more of a sneaker guy like what kind of crazy sneakers for being good at basketball like Reebok pumps i mean that would be old school rashid wallace was the last dude that used to hoop in air force ones like so i mean it wouldn't be that crazy like yeah, man, I don't know. Shows up on white in white on whites and like he doesn't look like a baller, but dude, fucking balls. <laughs> Duke and ball, man. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Why are they call him point game? <laughs> Everybody out here has lost money to Ted Smith. <laughs> right? Like, gotta move to another state, gotta find some better runs and gyms where they don't know me. <laughs> You're playing like in the NBA summer league, you know, like you never make it to the big dance, but just like it's too much show, you know. He's not a team player. that'd be awesome dude dude maybe i'll be the best player on the washington generals like the globetrotters are good but have you seen the dude in his mid-40s dude that'd be awesome and that's what i like like if there was a caveat to this like you can't like uh you know compete in like the top tier of whatever it is like that'd be awesome (laughs) <laughs> yeah and of course matt just ends up on the live tour that's rad that's like, like oh so skill i already have and i'm getting better at it. i'm like uh, i want to play a musical instrument or be good at oops i man i was trying to rack my brain like out of golf the entire time and i just couldn't bring myself to but i'm glad to you know verbal process and and get specific on the uh iron shots because yeah 
you don't realize how many of those you just do not go where you want them to. <laughs> I wouldn't know, man. I'm too busy hooping. <laughs> Breaking <laughs> ankles, son. Breaking ankles. Yeah. Right? I just show up with two like of the cheap braces and I just pass them out like, no, no, no. You're going to need this ankle brace. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like Larry Bird. Like, who's getting second place today? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> oh man i'm gonna have a dream about me being able to dunk now the professor right. we'll be back next week uh everybody have a fun holiday weekend uh get out there enjoy it you know what don't raise a drink to us raise a hot dog to us this summer and say you know what this one's for the boys on the podcast and you enjoy that hot dog there it is school's in session <laughs> all right for mctp for Cobb. Lee Ted Smith is the podcast. Cheers.